And a happy Thursday to you folks. It is a fabulous day today, and I want to talk about the word abundance today. That word gets thrown around all the time, and I think it's lost a lot of meaning, both in the world of energy and in the world of gratitude. So when you look at the world of energy, we have an abundance of natural gas, an abundance of energy, yet there are a lot of people out there that will not go down the path to abundance. Much like in the world of gratitude, when you think of a grateful mind, a grateful mind thinks about everything that has happened, giving thanks and trust that even greater things can happen and will happen again over and over again. When you think of the world of natural gas with the abundance, a great mind of gratitude can think of all the amazing things that natural gas, the abundance of natural gas can bring from heating homes to feeding our families to improving our quality of life. A grateful leader will almost always find a path to an abundant future. And one leader who understood that you are in charge of your own destiny when there is an abundance and gratitude out in the world is Henry Ford. And he said, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. Now let's get this party started on a Thursday. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show here in the evening. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. It is play hard, work hard. And you know what? It's what time is it? It's oh, it's terrible. It's five o'clock on a Thursday. Is it Thursday? It is Thursday. I don't know what day it is. Hardly. Well, you're you lucky that you road. do. We've both been traveling. We've been. You've had out of town jobs yeah, all week. Out of town all week, and you've been up in Dickinson. I've been having out of town jobs all week and last week. And my, of course, I've got my my child. And then I get email. I, I must have got 15 emails from the student from the school in the last week oh, yeah. about trying to decipher those. It's just oh, gonna drive you crazy, man. You got to sign up for next year, and you got to do better on this year, and you got to be in this. Teams, Google Meets, uh, chat sessions, and it's just, it's... I get text messages now. Nauseating. Just constantly. Yeah. And... Like, what am I paying you for? Take my kid. And the language is getting just out of control. But So anyway, folks, welcome to this afternoon edition of the morning show. Uh, We apologize, but it's just the way things work out sometimes. the way life happens, man. You know, and honestly, we did want to do uh morning shows every day at 7 a.m and you know we're we're about 80 percent we're getting there a lot of times they come out at 7 30 <laughs> but either way they get there and today it's coming out you know at the end of the day but well we both have things we do we've both got jobs you know <laughs> we're, we're we're entrepreneurs in the covid world man that's not has got a hustle well if, unless you got the big government contracts or, or the bankers you ain't getting it right are we, any, are we gonna get any of that money i don't know maybe it's supposed to trickle down eventually. <laughs> so tell us about the trip to Dickinson. Why'd you go up there? Spoke at API. API, right. American okay. Petroleum Institute. They okay. invited me. Thank you very much for having me come and uh, inviting me to be a part of your reindeer games. And it was great. I got to meet some new people, see some old faces, and uh, share a message that I've been trying to share now for quite a while. I see you made the actual news, too. Made the news. Yep. Yeah, The local press, the Dickinson press. 
Wasn't a mugshot. Was an actual article. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it was. And uh, I tell you what, the ro- reporter was 25 years old. Wow. So he filled in for you okay, on Wednesday. How'd he do? Am I uh, out of a job? Uh, he did fine because he just, eh, so funny. So this is true, folks. Thursday, Tuesday. Tuesday after the event, um, this reporter comes up to me and he says, hey, I'd like to do a story on you, if you don't mind. I said, oh, what kind of story? On the industrial forest? He goes, no, on your uh, speech tonight on, on the industry's words like frack and the disconnection with the youth and all this stuff. And yeah. I said, oh, I, th- I assumed it'd be the forest, right? Right. And I, I said, uh, yeah, okay. And he goes, um, he goes, well, I can't tonight. Uh, can you tomorrow? And I said, sure, I'm probably leaving about 11, 12 o'clock. And I go, I'm up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> or said, I even said 4.30. I go, so I'm up at 4.30. And he goes, well, how's 5.15? I go, oh, are you kidding me? Man, who picks five? What, what, what's the 15? I, I, I'm not 15 even sure. Do I think he's, he must be up at 5, and it takes him 15 minutes to get there. But lo and behold, he showed up at 5.15 a.m. Wow. We sat out in the atrium. And we did a thing where I interviewed him just quickly about who he is. Mm-hmm. And then he flipped it over and interviewed me for the story. Nice. And we recorded it as our morning show. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And then what I did is I took the API presentation from Tuesday night and I turned that into the work hard portion for Wednesday. Nice. Because, again, we're trying to put out a show every day. We're still trying to put out a show every day that has a fun element and a learning element. Yeah, good content, okay? news. And honestly, with you know, with with the way that uh, COVID is, because a lot of people still aren't leaving their homes. Yeah. Lot, yeah. What was the meeting like? Was it was it pretty sparse, or was it a good actually turnout? the uh, the guy running the meeting, the president? He said it was one of their better turnouts they've had. Yeah. People are wanting to get out. They want to get out. People want to get out. <laughs> I laugh because you know last the last person who spoke was Kathy Nesset. They call her the Godfather of the Bakken. Ha, and she's she's okay. a woman, and they yeah. call her the Godfather of the Bakken, okay. right? And uh, the First Lady of the Bakken is another one they they, they oh, okay. use. But so I just remember when Don somebody Coyle called her the, the Godfather of the Bakken, I turned and looked, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she's a female, right? Like, anyway, but sounds like someone not to mess with, maybe, right? Oh, she's very powerful. Well, she was the uh, chancellor for higher ed as well. Okay, uh, for the state of North Dakota, so she's very, very intelligent. She's very fair. She's very well connected. So yeah, it's probably actually that's probably why they did call her the Godfather was because of her power. I just put that together right now. That's I just, what I was thinking. I just assumed it was, it was Brando powers. You know? Yeah, I just assumed it was because of her. You know, just her vast uh, network and intelligence when it comes to oil and gas because uh, she's out in Tioga. Okay. And um, she's very connected with a lot of the, the different players and has been helping them as a consultant. And I think she's heavily into drones now. But she spoke on flaring at the last API meeting. Yeah, okay? I wanted to ask you, is what are they talking about now? Uh, well, there's a lot of new mind. technologies, yeah. you know, and, and there's the, but right now they reached their goals. So I think there's probably not going to be the, you know, kind of the rush to, to, to finish the projects right. like there was before. I don't know. That's my assumption. Uh, just based on the way government is, mm-hmm. you know, once, once, once they're playing fine, then they, you know, they're not going to whip the chain or whip, crack the whip right, anymore. Crack the whip anymore. So was, was it like a? Would you say it's like positive? I mean, with people feeling positive oh yeah about the next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. People are really positive. Um, and after me, the next meeting is Congressman Kelly Armstrong. Okay. So I'm going. Okay. So you had Kathy Nassett before me. 
the Godfather, the the First Lady, the Bakken. Right. And then you've got Congressman Kelly Armstrong, <laughs> You're who, sandwiched in who there. comes from the Armstrong family, third generation oil and gas family yep. out there, and he's also an attorney. They own a bunch of. Even uh, I know who this is. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, I, so what do I say when I get up there? Well, you guys are slumming it tonight. <laughs> what? I mean, I, I'm not sure how I got up here, oh, but uh, no, you're more like the palate cleanser, right? <laughs> Between courses. It's called a turd sandwich, and I'm the turd, right? <laughs> yeah, anyway, but no, it was good. And actually, the, the reporter, he said afterwards that um, I, was, I was really refreshing for him, mm-hmm. that it was nice to see somebody come in with a point of view that is connecting with uh, a younger generation. And in fact, he's texted me several times that his network, he's from Indiana. He's 25 years old. So he's definitely motivated. And he's been sharing the interview because it was like one of his first podcasts he's ever been on. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. But it was just the very frank, fair questions. Mm-hmm. He asked me about the BP spill, and I didn't duck from it. Well, I was going to say, he was probably kind of surprised talking to somebody who actually will talk. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it was. He was just like, this is what, the, this is what his generation wants. Questions answered. They don't want to be pandered to. Yeah. They, yeah. they want, you know, hey, listen. Shit happens, man, and yeah. shit happens, and 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 not only am I going to say that, but how did we respond to it? That's what impressed them was that we were able to come back and say, "Listen, we get that things happen, but we evolve as humans mm-hmm. by making mistakes." You know, yep. think about if the if they would have never figured out fire, you know, like somehow you had to make a lot of mistakes to get fire. I or I get, have, yeah, maybe or that's just a, once. I maybe, suppose maybe that's a bad example because wow. I'm sure I'm sure Fred light smells good burning there. Huh? Lightning probably created fire, and that was the uh, with the Godfinger or the Thors. Yeah, Thors back in the day they yeah, had some the explanation. Avengers. So anywho, uh, Dickinson was great. Had a um, there's a great write up in the Dickinson Free Press on you. I thought so. Yeah, um, I got a few phone calls for some people that were I think kind of. Well, talk nice about the crude life. Feeling me out where yeah. my mind was at on the on a few topics, I think. Um, well, you know, sometimes I wonder if that's the concern that people wonder what you're going to say. I mean, you get invited to speak. You MC at the Bach and Barbecue. I mean, it's it, people put you in a position where they're going to hear what you have to say. Well, and that was the thing I think that shocked people is that um, we're continuing our message outside of industry events that, you know, we we've been in parades mm-hmm. that are not in oil communities. Okay. And, and I'm just I'm off the top of my head, the 4th of July parade in Earhart, Minnesota, for example, where there is a plethora of Minneapolis liberals in Lake country. Okay. And it makes them feel good to go to the small town parade. So you got 15,000 people in the small town parade. Yep. Well, the name of the company is the crude life. We're not hiding what we do. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 pretty frontal and aggressive. Our name, and yeah. so it's it. Some people have left the room when we have conversations. Okay, as soon as they find out the name, the crude life, we've had some people leave the room. Yeah, swipe, That's, swipe Gre- left. Greeley, Colorado is the last example I can remember at the music store when the one girl was playing with Frackleberry Hound. She loved it. And then as soon as she heard that I was here promoting oil and gas, she got up and left the room. Kaboom. Okay. Yeah. And because all I was trying to say was that, you know, maybe we can reinvent coal. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe we'll figure out coal's the new way to desalinize ocean water. 
Instead of demonizing coal, yeah. let's figure out a way to reinvent it or at least reimagine it. Because well, if we don't talk about it, how are right. we ever going to do anything about it? Instead of just shouting about it or just walking away, you got to actually talk about it. Yeah, and so we we you know we brought that message a little bit, got trolled a little bit. Oh well, then you know you're doing something good, right? Got trolled. You're doing yeah, it right. there was a. Uh, it's interesting because you know some people uh, look at me as a radio guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll they'll compare me with other radio people that do similar things. And I look at them like, oh, okay. Sure, if you want to put me in a box, Wh- whatever. whatever makes you happy, man. And, and right there, we're having two different conversations. Mm. And I don't, it's, it's, it's really funny because I'm not going to go to their conversation well, because it, this is my narrative. Well, yeah, are they trying to hang a label on you by saying you're like a radio guy? I mean, well, is, this that, guy, is that a negative? So this guy, for example, he's like, he goes, hey, you know, great, you know, glad you came. He goes, and... You know, I hear your name all the time, and I, you know, I, I, I hear your stuff, you know, or, or I hear people talking about your stuff, but I never know where to find you. Mm. He's like, you know, I, I, I listen to the radio, and well, I'm not on the radio station that he listens to. Okay. okay? Yep. That's what it boiled down to. Yeah. So three times, three times, and we only had four exchanges. So three out of the four exchanges. The first one was, hello, my name is. Okay. <laughs> right. So three, the next three things he said is, I don't know how to find you. You know, I'm glad you have to make sure you tell me how I can listen to touch. your stuff. Everybody yeah. talks about you. And I'm going, so finally, <laughs> turns out he, he owns a bank. Hey. And uh, I look at him and I go, well, do you have a marketing department? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And I go, well, maybe they should probably tell you about me. Yeah, there you go. I go because I and I started going through all these different things. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Do you want me to explain how a Google search works? Because if if you've heard of us, more of an ass, and you keep telling me everybody's talking about us, but you've never heard me. Okay. I don't know what to tell you, man. You can go to Ask Jeeves, like 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 you know you like to go to, or all the Well, you Vista. know, most people that I know get sort of and he is in his like they get 50, in their little silo, you know, it's yeah. what they're comfortable with. It's that half dozen websites, it's the two or three radio stations, it's the five podcasts. You got to stretch out. But I thought that was interesting because he was a you know he's a pretty good leader, and and he was in a silo. He was in a silo, and he he kept saying he was in a silo without realizing yeah. he was saying he was in a silo. So it's it. There was some of that. There was you know a little bit of trolling. I little, hope you gave him a card. A little bit of passive aggressiveness and that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, a lot of people came up to me, shook my hand afterwards, and said, "Thank you. We need this right now." I know this is a tough topic. Yeah. I know it's difficult to get up there and say that we need to change the word frack, you know, things like that, um, which we did talk about. Well, and that and, seems to that means that's that seems to really bring the trolls out. I, but here's the thing: is I've heard more people talk about that than ever like in the last six months i've heard a lot of people talk about it not just not just me mm-hmm. no i mean like they are bringing it up to me not knowing that, that this has been something, that, yeah. something i've been stumping for two years yeah and i go back to i still go back to 2013 or 14 i forget the year in jackson hole wyoming where there was that big energy summit and that's what the keynote speaker said out of the gate was that this is a word that's being used against us, mm-hmm. and we need to figure out a new word. Control the message. Control the narrative. Right. And you know how herd mentality and, and that sort of thing, groupthink works, where 
if there's certain people that don't want to change, well, then no one will touch it. Yeah. But we need to have all thoughts, all people above. We need to, you know, really, you need to approach what's going on in different factions. Okay. You need to have the, the logical linear approach. Mm-hmm. You need to have the creative bizarre approach. I mean, we've talked about why isn't there a comic book? Yeah, just different messages to get out Think about that. What if there was an oil and gas comic book about some superhero that came from oil and gas fighting pollution? Or, you know, like... Johnny Green, baby. We got to do that. Let's do it. See, Johnny Green is like Captain Planet for our generation. Johnny Green is an original. Stop comparing him to anybody. He's an institution. Johnny Green is more like Hulk Hogan and The Rock and Ric Flair. What what did one guy text me? That's the message we need, man. (laughs) Folks, Johnny Green is a uh, uh, a Earth's champion that won a title in Brazil. Okay, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. (laughs) And we commissioned it. And then uh, for a year, he tried to do a little bit of a kind of a political thing and he it was got still, excited yeah he, he would do it the shaking hands kissing babies and that mm-hmm. sort of thing but on the side he would try to do a little bit of uh calling out some politicians and some of the other stuff and um i don't know he, yeah i mean he's more dedicated to just getting out and cleaning stuff up yeah and and so a part of that he, he got a little bit bigger than life uh, personality anyway we Somebody was watching a video on him one day, and they texted me, and they said, Johnny Green reminds me of a cross between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. <laughs> I said, fair. That's fair. See, I think that's what we need is you know something over the top like a wrestler, you know, some sort of message that can bring people from all sides together. Right? I brought up... Uh, that's why Johnny Green could be a great idea. Well, I brought up the uh, Frackers, the, mm-hmm. the minor league baseball team in Pennsylvania. Yep. Now, I don't know if they're still called the Frackers. I don't know if they're successful. All, all I know is that it, it was an attempt to do something fun with the word. Hey, we got the Steelers. You know where that comes from? Absolutely. That's a great example. Yeah, you got the Packers. Yeah. That comes from that. I mean, come on. But Steel... I mean, you know, we, we tend to think of steel as like this American thing. Right? I never thought of it like that before to where you... How do you make steel? Well, no. Packers <laughs> came mm-hmm. from beef packing. I think so. Or, yeah, I figured that okay. or cheese, something. Or yep. cheese packing. Yeah, it cheese I, think packing. It's, I think it's beef packing. I think packing. probably beef packing. And then steelers came from the steel. Steel industry. Okay, which, which, you know, people consider dirty and all this other stuff. They did back in the 70s very much. Yeah. Harry the Dirty Dog, that book. I remember that and one. And so... When you think of the evolution of frack, it just seemed like the normal word, right? So mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. But times changed. It really has. So I almost wonder if the word packer or stealer would even be allowed today. I, I don't think I don't think if it, it was introduced. Yeah, I don't think it would. I mean if, I, don't I don't think anybody would go with it. It's so that's what I always liked about packers and stealers. It's utilita- utilitarian, you know? I always pictured the Steelers as guys that worked in the steel mill, mm-hmm. and then after work they went to practice, you know, right. with a lunch pail, that, that type of mentality. Plus, you don't make steel without oil and gas. I know. And you don't transport it anywhere. Oh, there's, there's a big education period going to happen. Like, for example, roads, you need fly ash, and that comes from coal. Just, you know, little things like that people forget. That, That's you know, how I'm to trying to educate my and, teenager, is, yeah. to, is to give her context, you know, because what she hears is, Pipeline bad, oil and gas bad, this and that. Um, Not always that naked of an approach, you know, but she's definitely had that negative view. So what we've begun doing is start to talk about 
all the things in our lives that come from oil and gas. The toothbrush, yep. the heat in the house, all yep. of those things. So she can have an appreciation. Doesn't mean she can't still have an opinion, but it's she's got to be educated. We did the well, we did with some kids uh, about three years ago. Uh, they were 11 at the time. We took a handful of kids, and this was just kind of as a pilot program. We were doing the Kids in Capitalism sponsorships and doing really a lot with the kids. Eric Hatch was fantastic. He let he let a bunch of uh, high school kids at Fargo South interview him, for, nice. you know, and, and we aired him all over the state. Yeah. And and uh, Kirsten Baszler came down from the North Dakota Department of Education, and that's sort of superintendent of the yeah. state. So it was it was a great. Uh, kids in capitalism, uh, just helping them along the way. But anyway, we took some to uh, a concert. We thought about bringing them to a well, mm-hmm. but we weren't ready for that. We thought, no, okay, let's bring them to a concert. And on the way back, we talked about the stra- the guitar that was made out of fossil fuels. Yeah. We talked about the power and the amp and mm-hmm. you know, went through all the different elements. But rather than us direct the conversation we listened to what they were talking about and then interjected so to speak and that seemed to work that worked pretty well because it wasn't us being a teacher or a lecturer or you know just that adult type of a thing it was do you know what i mean yeah it's totally it's about that's where it's effective if you find something you know on a personal level you actually go oh yeah okay i wouldn't have my amp for my electric guitar click yeah. And then so what we did is that um, we figured out that if they could name eight things that came from fossil fuels, mm-hmm. then we'd take them fishing, okay? And then... Little carrot and stick? Yeah, and then, and then we took them fishing, right? And then during the fishing one, we did, ended, up doing sled, ended up doing sledding, and just every time we'd go do an event, we would come back with, okay, name four things or name a dozen things, mm-hmm. and if you guys do this, well, then we'll go do another event or we'll have a pizza party or right. whatever the carrot and stick type yeah. thing is. I don't know if stick would be the right thing. <laughs> the, the, the carrot and pencil. Now, see, when that. I was growing up in Saudi Arabia, we actually got to take tours of the actual oil, the petroleum museum that Aramco had. It was all about the history of the company, the history of petroleum, the different types of oils. Mm-hmm. Then we got to take tours to refineries. And, uh, you know, you didn't get to climb around anything, but dude, there was just miles and miles of pipes and flares. And I mean, just, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was really cool. I think, I think a refinery would be cool. I do think a well would be cool too, but I, I'm not, I'm just just not sure. The engineering that goes into something like that is impressive. It's just impressive. Yeah. I, I think at a younger age like that, 10, 11, 12, it might be too scary. You know, it's yeah, maybe bigger than life. Yeah. You know, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, it, I don't it know. It does. It can change your mind, man. If you can see things like I've, I had the, I've actually seen the pyramids. I've been in Egypt well, and in Cairo. Cool. I've been to the Giza pyramids. I've walked up inside them before. We took a camel ride around <laughs> them. Bless you, Frackleberry. You see something that big up close, and it changes the way you look at it when you see it in pictures. Nah, know? Clark, she's just <laughs> hacking on a bone. Rubber belly. Seriously. She was like, she's got half of an oh, elk. It scared elk me. I, I, throat, felt, man. I felt her. Yeah. Oh. My whole body shook. <laughs> that was a huge hack. That's Anyways. Frackleberry just helping us out there. She's eating her chewy paws antlers, and she ends up getting a little bit too much chewed off and she ends up hacking it out Uh, anywho but so to me it's more about the experience and then and then the this the the secondary educational part Mm -hmm. we found that to be successful so 
that was the, the, the big part of the API Dickinson. And also I was down in Colorado and we met with some people. Of course, I met with Stephanie Canales with the ambassador for the department of energy. She's also on the board for the domestic, uh, energy producers Alliance. That's, Dep- a, that's a mouthful. Depa is Depa. easier. <laughs> uh, Cougar drilling. She's also with, but we didn't actually meet about her, her oil and gas company. We met about her volunteer and her uh, um, ambassador duties. Some of these people that, that you've introduced me to, that you interview, it's amazing to me. They've got these full-time jobs, and yeah. usually they're probably high-stress jobs to begin with. And then they've got this volunteerism, or they're president of an association outside of where mm-hmm. I don't understand how people do it, man. Yeah, and, well, I mean, there's some that do it for the passion. There's some that do it for the resume building. Mm. And there's some that... You know, if there's a check involved, they get they get a check. That's highly motivated people. I can yeah. respect that. So it's a variety of reasons for all the above. But <laughs> so no, it was a it was a good good, good API event. Uh, we're going to be down in Midland next month in March, either for the OCI Social or the uh, Permian Pipeliners Association Chili Cookoff. Ooh, that sounds and good. And weld off. I think it's a weld off and chili cookoff. Oh man, you throwing some axe throwing in them there. I do want to do a catapult. A catapult? Yep, I okay. want to do a catapult. Like make one and shoot things out of it? I, I want to make a big giant crate <laughs> out of pallets. Okay. And then I want to fling it full of stuff. <laughs> Flaming like, stuff? I just fill it full of stuff. Okay. I've got an idea what I want in there. <laughs> and film it. And, you know, it's a lot like the... Holy Grail, Monty Python, mm-hmm. when they fling the cow. They fling the cow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I think, I think people would watch it. <laughs> I think a big giant catapult, and you, you flung this thing. Absolutely. You know, like, I'm talking like the size of a piano, size oh, yeah. of a refrigerator, yeah. and just watch the thing explode in the air just from the trajectory and just from the force and the Gs and all that yeah, stuff. You try to hit stuff. Put up some uh, some. No, targets, no, just man. fling it. No, just, just fling, fling it. it. That's what the show's called. That's, just fling it. Just fling it. Will it fling? <laughs> <laughs> what will we fling today? Well, it was like that. Remember that for that minute there, there was a guy that put everything he could think of inside of a blender. All right. Will it blend? Oh, I like didn't phones. That. I mean, everything. Genius. Right? Yeah. Great idea. Will it fling? All right. That's the stuff that is actually successful. And this is a Thursday. We're YouTube. coming up with this I stuff. Know. It's amazing. Well, it's a, it's a truncated edition today. It's a shortened version. We haven't even started happy hour yet. We're actually drinking coffee. Because we both have to wake At up because we've been evening. traveling and doing all that stuff. So, folks, I apologize if this blah, blah, blah. I apologize if this is an, not our award-winning play hard, work hard morning show. But we wanted to put out a show here on a Thursday <laughs> uh, that just kind of recaps the last week. Uh, there's, uh, we'll have the. News article from the Dickinson Press available at thecrudelife.com on our show page as well. And what else do we got today? Anything else that we got? More coffee, man. I think that's about it for us. So no work hard portion either, folks. So you're off early today. But (laughs) going forward, we will be 7 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. That type of thing. We're back at it. You know, from time to time, it might, you know, be a little bit travel. But as we pick up sponsors... As we pick up momentum more and more like we are, uh, we're going to have a bigger staff. We're going to have a little bit more equipment. We're going to have a little bit more, you know, resources to, you know, get into the regular routine like we've been able to do on a shoestring. Let's be honest. This is done on a shoestring, and we're able to put it out every day because 
We want to be a daily platform for the industry. And we could have written this show off and said, big deal, we'll just do one tomorrow. But we have fun doing it. I mean, you know, that's that's part of it, too. And you want consistency. But we need the consistency. And, and we need the reliability. Yeah. And we want people to say, you know what? They, okay, so that, that show is a dud. <laughs> hey, but at least they did it. There's a couple of gems in I'm sure, man. Dude, even, a, bl- a, even a blind squirrel <laughs> finds an acorn every now and then. And better yet, a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, man, you are full of them today. Bada See you tomorrow, boom. folks. Friday tomorrow. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Life with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful. As it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. Talking to Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so. <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Well, there's a, uh, we'll see if it makes it through uh, both chambers, but there was uh, some discussion among legislators about trying to uh, introduce legislation 
uh, that would uh, <clears throat> allow the state to be able to reject uh, some federal rules. And uh, and again, I, I think there'll be a, a healthy debate healthy debate about that, but I think other states are looking at that as well. But it will come down to a, you know, the fundamental decision and philosophy about states' rights versus the federal government. And here in North Dakota, we understand that the states created the federal government, not the other way around. And we think that there's uh, states that have should have the opportunity to regulate their industries. And, you know, no one's going to care more about the clean air and clean water in our state than the people that live here. And, and so uh, we'll continue always to be fighting for states' rights relative to uh, federal rules because uh, most of the federal, you know, one-size-fits-all rules uh, just don't work, including, you know, one of the executive orders was a ban on, on uh, issuing additional permits on federal land. And, and of course, uh, you know, I'm sure there may be some people that think uh, something like that is, uh, you know, going to be saving a swath of, you know, pristine, uh, untouched Arctic land where nobody you know sets foot but the fact in north dakota the federal land is scattered and in a traditional two-section spacing unit so you might have 1280 acres in a spacing unit in north dakota if you had 10 acres of federal land in there they could potentially block additional development on that and uh you know we think we know for north dakota that that represents uh tens of thousands of jobs and hundreds of millions of dollars of of tax revenue and that tax revenue of course goes to pay for roads and schools and hospitals and all the things that uh, that we all essential infrastructure that we need in our state so you know we're going to make sure that we're fighting hard against uh, federal overreach in cases like this where it has an impact on private mineral owners private landowners uh, and you know communities in the state to listen to the full-length interview with north dakota governor doug Burgum, or to check out other exclusive interviews visit the crudelife.com that's the crudelife.com while you're there be sure to join our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at the crudelife.com and click on the social media tab from the staff here at the crude life daily update my name is jason Spees, asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry it's a way of life The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com.